Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome, 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 welcome. Grit, grace, and glitz, where you get to come and just be so gritty with your goals and your dreams, your aspirations that you have out there. Also, the place where you get to give yourself grace, right? We have to remember to give ourselves the grace that we so deserve and need to in life, right? We are not, we are not superheroes. We're here as just busy people just going after goals and dreams. And we have to remember to give ourselves that grace. And lastly, remembering to celebrate all the glitz, all the good things, all the awesome things that happen each and every day in your life, in your business, in your personal, you know, pursuits or whatever that may be. And today, across the pond, I could not be more grateful to have Helen Thacker. She has been in the network marketing profession for almost three years and full-time for about six months. So we'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, She always achieved at school and she graduated as one of the top of her universities in the UK, but felt lost and ended up following a pathway that was expected rather than thinking about what she really wanted in life. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Anyone feel like they're on a path right now that's listening? I'm sure. She fell into finance working as an accountant for PricewaterCoopers, as we all know, a major big firm, and then moved into um, accounting and quickly setting up her own company. She's been working for herself ever since and is now 15 years in. She took a career break to have two gorgeous, amazing sons, and she started a wedding cake design company from her home. Like many moms, and I love it, like just like they say over in the UK, moms instead of moms, um, wondering how she could balance career, life, family, and everything else in between. Networking marketing came into her life five years later, and and she initially said no for almost a year. But as she understood, she is now all in. She's been all in since March 2019 in two different teams, and she's building a global expansion company. She is just one to watch, one to know, and I absolutely love her accent. Welcome, Helen. So excited to have you today. Oh, Erica, thank you so much for having me. What a great introduction. And yeah, hey to all the mums, the moms. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? That's the beautiful part about this. Again, giving ourselves that grace, like just knowing we have so many things up in the air. And speaking of that, you have been so successful, but it was probably really challenging to go from having this, you know, uh, what well, they say, glamorous, you know, astute, you know, Bricewater Coopers accountant, you know, degree and thinking like, hey, that defines success um, versus what even you're doing now, even though it's just equally, if not more successful, because you get to do it on your terms and you're so much happier. So, you know, there's so many different definitions of success out there. 
What does that mean to you? And just tell us a little bit about what that journey looks like. Maybe there's someone listening right now that's like, darn, I wish I had the you know what to do what Helen did. (laughs) Sure. So yeah, I think for me, it was definitely getting stuck in that mum rut. So absolutely love my boys. But you know, coming from a quite a high flying career, having my own company, then taking that career break, and then struggling to really find who I was. So outside of being a mum, just as you know, still balancing the whole mum thing and being present, but also having the career. And it is really difficult, isn't it? So I think like I said, as you explained, I did find network marketing and that has has really been absolutely the making of me. But I think like defining success, you said, you know, what, how do you define success? I think it is just in general, whichever kind of field that that is in, it's about being the best that you can be. And it's about doing your best, you know. So whether that is just in your personal life, your, it could be your fitness goals, your business, Whatever that is, I think being successful for me is about overcoming your challenges and, you know, growing whilst you're doing that as well. And knowing that you're overcoming those challenges and you are winning. And when I say winning, I mean, it could be, like I said, anything small. It could be like tomorrow, for example, I've got to drive my kids around. I have a a Zoom with my team, you know, I want to get a Peloton ride in and there's so much on my calendar for tomorrow. But if I get that done, I'm winning. And, you know, you could just break it down to the day-to-day things. And it's just about feeling successful is doing the best you can and feeling like you are ticking off the things that are not necessarily the easiest to do um, because everyone feels so great when they've accomplished things beyond what they expected, right? You know, and I think that's what it's all about. You know, it's so true. <clears throat> and what I want to ask you actually, Helen, is this was a, a major career shift for you, but for a while you thought this wasn't for you. And I know there's some listeners that are out there who aren't involved with network marketing at all. And that's not what this podcast is about. However, it's a huge industry right now that's booming. People are looking for more flexibility. People are looking for side hustles. People are looking for additional streams of income. People are looking to work from wherever they want on their terms without a boss from the palm of their phone, right? And that's what essentially network marketing can do. And it's not for everyone and that's okay. What was the catalyst or finally that got you over that, maybe the stigma of what it was? I think, yeah. Oh, you're so right, Erica. I think, um, yeah, it's not for everyone. It's so important to say that because it really is not. But what got me over that was the vision of what it could do for not just me, but also like I wanted to have an impact. So I was at home doing my wedding cake business and feeling quite like disheartened with knowing I had more to give. I know that sounds like such a platitude, but it's so true. And I think there's a lot of mums who are in a similar role kind of working this at-home business or trying their best. And they just feel like there's got to be more to life than this. You know, there really has to be more that the world needs to see of me. And you feel like you're hidden. Like you feel like there are parts of you that are just kind of shut down and, you know, you, you're not bringing the best out of yourself. So for me, it was about seeing this vision of what I could do with this industry to really impact so many people. And this is my passion. It's absolutely my passion to help women and men, but to help parents find self-worth because it's, you know, 
I think people lose themselves sometimes. Well, you lose yourself when you're not doing something that you really don't want to get up and do in the morning. You know, if you're not jumping out of bed, feeling that you've got something to accomplish that day that is filling your soul, it's hard. It's really hard. And it's about finding those things that light your fire and and just going for it so I just saw that and I was like this is this is the industry where I can achieve so much there is so much potential I am so passionate about this industry and how it really has such a ripple effect on so many people's lives and that was it and I was like get over yourself take that huge chip off your shoulder and just go for it and jump in and it was when I learned kind of about the business side of it and how how it works from that point of view it was like my, my finance brain kicked in and I was like right that's it I am all in like jumped right in literally from day one right and, and so for and someone was- that that was your career right looking at accounting and looking at you know where companies you know were were falling in line and financially you looked at this and were like holy moly move out of my way I can yeah. do this and the opportunity, the upside of it, right? And like we said, it's a low barrier to entry, right? In the sense that, hey, listen, just about anyone can get in by buying a couple products if they want yeah. to. But it's a lot harder to get to the top. And sometimes I think it gets that stigma because of that, because there's a lot of people because it didn't cost them a lot or their whole yeah. career is not on the line. They're easy. They're able to easily say, ah, oh, this isn't for me or pull it under the rug. But the people that really want it and see the vision, I know both of us see the vision, both of us have been uber successful in this industry because of it um, and aligned ourselves with, you know, opportunities, teams, products, um, but compensation plans that really yeah. can next level. And the beautiful part is, is like you do this full time alongside with your two boys. I do this part time mm-hmm. alongside two young kids myself and, you know, two different countries Big pond, like we said in the middle, but yet there's so many ideas that we can exchange. And I think that's a beautiful part about like where this industry is going, that we need to break down those barriers. I talk to my competitors in the construction industry. I should be talking to my competitors in the network marketing industry. And it shouldn't be weird. It's an industry that's just going to continue to grow and letting down kind of those, those stigmas that, oh, I'm trying to steal you or, you know, this is happening and like just really using each other to next level it's so important it's it's like this oh I don't know it's hard to describe it's like a really special place and we really need to be supporting each other because it's worth like 300 billion dollars a year you know more than all the major league sports it's not going anywhere it's growing it's incredible but it is the most supportive place because I think when you're in it you know how hard you have to work and you know how much reward you get and sharing ideas and supporting each other is is everything. There is, you know, we think abundantly, there is enough for everybody out there. Yes. And why shouldn't we be supporting each other? Because, you know, we're all working hard and we know what it's like. And it's incredible. It's such an incredible industry to be in for so many reasons, like the personal development and all those kind of things, as well as the financial side. And it is, you know, why should we not support each other? Right. And have an international business, right? That's the beautiful part is that, you know, you and I connected over Instagram, right? And you and I might have never known each other unless we, you know what I mean? Because we're both in this industry. So, but let's, let's bring this to another level, Helen, you know, has there ever been a time in your life where, you know, you had to be okay with whether it was closing a chapter or or a big part of like professionally um, a wall kicking moment that you've had 
-hmm. that didn't turn out exactly the way that you'd like it and really what you've learned from it and now how you've brought that forward, maybe to your kids or how you brought that forward to your team, what that looks like. And again, it's not to, you know, we've all been through them, right? And I truly believe that, especially as entrepreneurs, if you haven't had at least, you know, 50 of those wall kicking moments, you're not working hard (laughs) enough, pushing your limits enough. So is there something that like, hey, listen, at the time it was like, gut-wrenching. I don't know if I can go on. And now all of a sudden it's really turned into like a beautiful lesson. Um, I'd love for you to share. Yeah, sure. I think, yeah, you're so right. As entrepreneurs, like there's been lots of chapters where I've closed and moved on. Normally I, you know, usually I do research a little bit, but I tend to go with my gut. And I usually have, when I look back and I've made decisions fairly quickly when I've made a change, So changing career or moving from one company to another, I've just had that gut feeling, that instinct. But at the time, even though I've kind of dived straight in, um, you know, yeah, I felt sick. I felt, you know, it's like, this is so, so scary. And I think it all comes down to, you just have to be brave and you have to challenge yourself because if you don't get uncomfortable, you know, you're not ever going to move forward. You're never going to improve yourself. Um, you know, most recently I've switched companies six months ago. That was a huge, huge decision. But again, I knew it had to happen from a business point of view. And it was definitely a business change. And at the time, my family were like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it has to happen because this is the smart thing. This is the thing that my gut is so telling me to do. It's my heart is pulling me in that direction. You just have to be brave and you just have to get used to as an entrepreneur feeling that fear and and then really kind of jumping towards it. Um, And you almost have to learn to want that feeling of uncomfortableness, that feeling, you know, relish it because you know when you feel that really sort of scary, uncomfortable feeling, you know that good things are going to come from that. You are going to learn so, so much. And you think about those uncomfortable moments that used to be uncomfortable and now they're just normal, right? Like that first no, right? <sighs> now you're like, whatever, like on to the next. And But recognizing that that's a process, that's a journey. That's yeah. not something that just happens quickly overnight. So anyone that's listening to this, maybe they're new in the network marketing space or they're new and they're, they're starting a new business. And like those challenges or those gut-wrenching moments. And I always say, it reminds me of the song, the first cuts the deepest, right? Oh, yeah. It's like your first breakup, right? It seems like your life is going to end. It's the worst thing. It's like, how many, you know, cookies can you eat? And, you know, <laughs> ice cream. And all this stuff. And then while it just becomes, you become more resilient. You become resilient to that change, but that's a muscle that needs to be formed. Just like you jump on your Peloton all the time. I love that you're a Peloton writer, right? The first time you got on that bike, you probably were like that, like 15 minutes in, you're like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know if I can ever yeah, do I'm a gonna die. I'm going to die after 10 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so like, it's so true. And I, you know, I remember this time three years ago, I had not even started in network marketing and I was asked to speak on stage at an event we had. And I was, it was my worst fear, my absolute worst fear. And you do think back to that. And, you know, I did it. I was shaking. My knees were like trembling. I was like dry mouth. There's no way if you'd said to me back then, oh, you'll be doing a podcast. We'd be going live every single day on your Instagram or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would have said, no way, no way. But you, it, it's practice. You're so right. You have to practice that. It is a muscle that you learn. You have to keep putting yourself. If you want to succeed, 
You have to keep putting yourself in those situations because you're never, ever going to build that muscle, that resilience, like you said, that, oh my goodness, this is so freaking scary, but I know that something good is going to come out the other side. And yeah. And I mean, I just think about it like the way I know when I first rode, like just a spin bike in general and the way my backside felt right the yeah. next couple days. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get over this feeling. And now, like I said, I can sit on the Peloton for an hour and a half. I mean, some of the time is I'll finish a ride and I'll just sit there and like slowly move yeah. my legs for 20 minutes. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's overcoming that. So speaking of that, now this is a complete aside question. Mm-hmm. Favorite instructor on Peloton? Because I know oh. a lot of our listeners love the Peloton. Set, side question, but very important question. Yes. I'm with you on this. So many. I love Kendall. Absolutely love Kendall. She rocks. That's why we like each other. I love her yeah. too. She <laughs> I did Kendall this morning. Oh, she's amazing. But there are so many. It's, I love Peloton because it's whatever mood you're in, there is yep. for you out there. And I just love Cody, but who doesn't? Yeah, I know. How can he? And he just makes you laugh, right? You're like, hey, this is a, I always feel like I'm paying for therapy and, and working out. Like it just, they are so motivating in different ways. Yeah. So true. And it's it's so important. So you balance that, you know, your stress, your level. I mean, being a busy mom, running an international business, you know, I know the Peloton is a big part of like your stress release. What about, you know, balance, just balancing your children and what are, how does that work in, in, you know, what you do every day? I think, I think we've heard this so many times before, but it is about compartmentalizing your life. So when you work and you're working, when you, with your mom, when you're doing the mom or the family or the wife thing or the partner thing, you are present and you have to really like, just treat those parts of your life as appointments. So, you know, when it is dinner time or time to go out on a date, with your partner or whatever, you know, you are fully present. The phone's off and just be there. But my family know, and they are so supportive and so behind me. I think this is really important as well. They know how much this is worth to me and they know, they see my vision as well. So we've had this discussion. I think that's really important. And they support me so much because I've, I've explained that to them. I said, look, you know, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. This might be happening in the evenings. The weekends might be busier. But they understand that. But when they get me, they have me fully present, like 100%. You know, um, yeah, sit and watch Friends with them. And I am so excited. Finally, they are the age when we can watch Friends and binge watch Friends together at last. But, you know, it is about making sure that you've had those conversations so that they understand why you are doing this and that you're what you're going to be doing. Well, you involve Uh, them in the why you involve them in the vision, just like you would your team, just like you would do with your spouse, just like you would do if you were teaching a workout class, right? When, when you get Kendall on, she tells you what you're going to be doing. Hey, it's going to be 20 minutes. It's going to be hell. You know, it's not going to be easy, but she (laughs) lets you know, Hey, we're going to do three Hills. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, you gotta, you gotta show people that vision and what that path looks like. So they know, Hey, listen, but also, um, the rewards that come along with it. Right. You know, I know like one of the most recent trips that we, we had won, we told the kids if we had won it, you know, they were going to come with us. Right. 
That was mm-hmm. part of their reward. We told them, you know, this year we put in a swimming pool and that was part of my, my vision on my vision board last year, right? Yeah. That I may come to fruition because of this. And like just involving them and showing them those goals, whether right. they decide to do this industry or not, but just aligning the, your family with those goals and those missions. So they're watching, aren't they? And they are so watching. Oh, the the word. The good and the bad. Said, oh, yes, so <laughs> true. But you know, it, teaching them these skills, like the fact that, you know, the confidence that you get out of doing something that is scary. My kids are now implementing that. And I love that. I've never sort of stood up and said to them, you need to do this to get that out of it. But they've watching me. hundred percent. They're sponges. They so are. And, you know, I've heard those little phrases, you know, I listen to audibles, I listen to podcasts, like your amazing podcast. I listen to, you know, things all the time that help me learn and I can hear those words that I've said being repeated I just love that I just think they they do they're listening yep, they, are they get it involved more than you think for sure absolutely absolutely um, and they are they are watching and just yeah. everyone is watching right like you know what I mean the, the world out there and the way that you put yourself on in social media and you just it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and you're you're like hey listen this is part of my mission and if you like it yeah great, stay on my channel. And if you don't shut it off and, and don't watch friends today, right. You know, it's like, it's people's choice. And that's what we have to respect and understand this industry and not this industry. So Helen, anything left that you want to just leave, you know, the listeners with today, I know we talked a lot about, you know, fear and overcoming challenges and your successes and how you balance it and, and being willing to take those career career moves or those shifts when things may have seemed scary, Anything left that like just that nugget, that golden nugget, like, hey, listen, if you remember one thing from this, this is what I want you to take away and go put into play right away. And then where can people find you? Okay, so I would say be honest with yourself. So it's it's okay. You can't cheat yourself. You can say that you're winning. You can say that you are achieving. You can say you're having the success that you want. You can go out and tell the world. You could put it on social media. But if it's not true, you will know. You need to be honest with the way that you are achieving or chipping away at, at your goals and where you want to be, because you've got to hold yourself accountable. Um, don't don't lie to yourself, um, and just be really honest. Like I said, yeah, about about where you are getting. Be tough with yourself because you are your best critic. Your you know your best and worst critic. I would I would say, um, and the other thing would say just. Re- relish and embrace the the challenges and any limiting beliefs that you have go and go and speak to somebody go and get those mm-hmm. sorted because they're in, in your head they're usually stories that you're telling yourself just right. go, and, go and deal with them because we all have them um, and then yeah. never ever I'm a firm believer ever will completely go away right as you grow so limiting beliefs are just going to co- be become different but they're mm-hmm. never going to completely go away. We're human, but it's going to become so much easier to overcome them and, and recognize them and say, hey, listen, I'm limiting this belief. Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in, 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 this, in this state of mind. Yeah. So, so good. So good, guys. Going out there, just remembering, like, I like, I love, I love what you said, Helen. And it was, it was different than what most people say. Be tough on yourself, right? In the sense, yes, give yourself the grace, forgive yourself, you know, stop the limiting beliefs, but also be tough on yourself to next level. Because if you're not tough on yourself, you're not moving, you're not growing, and you're not going to end up yeah. with that, that, that goals, those goals or dreams that you want to accomplish in 20 years from now, you're going to wake up and say, damn, I wish I could have, would have, should 
should have, if I was a little bit tougher on myself to, to push those limits, or I stayed up that extra half an hour, or I, you know, got on that stage and spoke, what could have, what doors could have that have opened? And I just absolutely love that. Well, the, extra, when it, all the, all the extra ride, jump on the Peloton and just get it done. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. perfect, oh, perfect I, I never, sorry, I never said where to find me as always, just on Instagram at um, Helen Thacker, H-E-L-E-N-T-H-A-C-K-E-R. Yeah. And Helen, I have, I, when, when we uh, put this live, we'll put it out there. Everyone will be able to see you. You'll be in the the show notes. It's going to be amazing. People are just going to be able to connect with you. Helen is one to watch guys. She is just such a beautiful boy, mom, traveler, Pelotoner, international business builder. I mean, her Instagram is just classy and fun and upbeat and real, just so authentic. And that's why I connected with her right away. So Helen, thank you so much for blessing us today, filling the the listeners with so many golden nuggets and reminding them to be gritty, be hard on yourself, to give yourself the grace when you know you need it and deserve it, but also celebrate all of those small wins each and every day. Guys, thanks so much for jumping on to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Have a beautiful day. Go out and serve, go out and give, and go out and be the best version of yourself. Cheers to you all. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all-new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Grit, Grace, and Glitz.